DNA is a long polymer of deoxyribonucleotides. The length of DNA is usually defined as the number of nucleotides present in it. This is also a characteristic of an organism. For example, a bacteriophage known as phi into 174 has 
So DNA is made up of two polynucleotide chain and this both are inverted to each other. If one is from 5 prime to 3 prime, the another would be from 3 prime to 5 prime. If and this uh, chain backbone is phosphate plus sugar which is pentose sugar pentose sugar plus phosphate would work as backbone of this chain and from this backbone uh, nitrogen vases are projected if one, from one polynucleotide chain suppose uh, c cytosine uh, cytosine is projected cytogene cytosine nitrogen base is projected then from another which is inverted from the first one uh, from there at the corresponding side of C opposite or we could also say opposite side of C there would be G and at the they would be pairs G bond C there would be three hydrogen bond between this G and C and that's how a if the if from first nucleotide chain a is projected nitrogenous base is projected then from the another nucleotide chain which is inverted from the first would have t which is also known as thymine thymine would projected there would be two hydrogen bond between a and t between G and C there would be three hydrogen bond and between uh, A and T there would be two hydrogen bond. Okay. And obviously first of all I am repeatedly saying A, T, C, G. What is mean by this? Okay. Have a, have you wondered about this thing? Yes, obviously. So C is mean by cytosine, G is mean by guanine, and A is mean by adenine, and T is mean by thymine. What is this thing? It is nitrogenous base pairs. Uh, DNA is made up of nucleotide, series of nucleotide. I have also uttered word namely polynucleotide. So polynucleotides are made up of nucleotides. Nucleotides are made up of two parts, nucleosides and phosphate sugar. Nucleosides are made up of two parts, nitrogenous bases, A, T, C, G, what I was using, earlier I was using this word, okay. Now, nucleosides have two parts, one is nitrogenous bases and the other one is pentose sugar. Nitrogen bases are of two types, pyrimidine and purine. Purine and pyrimidine, purine have C and uh, G and A. G A and pyrimidine have cut C U T G means guanine A means thymine uh, A means adenine C U T means cytosine uracil and thymine purine includes guanine adenine and uh, uh, pyrimidine includes C U T cytosine uracil and thymine that's how this whole nucleotide I will further Repeat the whole sequence from the starting. First of all, DNA is made up of two polynucleotide chain, two two polynucleotide chains. One is from five prime to three prime. The other would be from three prime to five Three prime to five prime. This both are inverted to each other. And the backbone is made up of pentose sugar plus phosphate. 
and from this backbone nitrogen base pair would erect or we could say uh, project okay this nitrogenous base pair if it is c then the another side it will be g from another polynucleotide chain the projected nitrogenous base would be g and that's how there will be three hydrogen hydrogen bond between them if the if it is a then from the another polynucleotide chain there will be t which would correspond which would correspond to a and there will be two uh, hydrogen bonding between them okay first at the first time dna was introduced or identified by scientist named friedrich mescher in 1869 in 1869 this scientist have discovered dna for first time in 1869 friedrich mescher discovered dna for the first time okay and in 1953 james watson and frank francis frankis creek uh, these two scientists on the basis of x-ray diffraction data proceed by morris wilkins and rosalind franklin proposed a very simple but famous double helix model for the dna for the structure of dna so dna is like a double helix structure it has double helix structure and this was identified by two scientists james watson and francis crick okay francis francis we can also say francis and also we could say francis but i think so francis would somehow very much related okay so frank francis okay francis and Frankis Creek and James Watson in 1953 on the basis of X-ray diffraction model or we could say X-ray diffraction data proceeded by Morris Wilkins Morris Wilkins and Rosalind Franklin Morris Wilkins and Rosalind Franklin's X-ray diffraction help James Watson and Frankis Creek in 1953 to produce double helix structure or to in, or to or to introduce double helix structure of DNA. It is very simple, but the most important we could say, okay, very simple but very famous. And obviously, if it is famous, then obviously it would be also important. Oh. Uh, Arvin Shargaff Arvin Shargaff observed what he observed the ratio between adenine and thymine and guanine and cytosine guanine and cytosine are constant and equal means if there are uh, if, uh, there was uh, first of all the ratio between adenine thymine adenine thymine guanine and cytosine are constant and equal between aden if there is 40 t then there will be 40 thymine 2 if there is 40 thymine then there will be 40 adenine 2 if there is 60 guanine there will be 60 cytosine 2 
it was discovered or we could see it was observed by Erwin Charga. What? Erwin Charga have discovered that the ratio between the ratio between thymine and A means adenine slash G and C guanine and cytidine is equal is equal and constant they are equal and constant the basic maize pairing confers a unique property to the polynucleotide chain okay the silent features of double helix structure of dna are as follows it is made up of two polynucleotide chains whether the backbone is constituted of phosphate and sugar and the basis project inside the two chains have anti-parallel polarity they are anti-parallel to each other they are parallel but in anti-direction it means if one chain has polarity from 5 prime to 3 prime the another would have 3 prime to 5 prime then bases in two strings are paired through hydrogen bond forming base pairs adenine form two hydrogen bonds with thymine from opposite strain and vice versa Similarly, guanine is bonded with cytosine with three hydrogen bonds. Purine compete opposite to a pyridine means if A is purine, then T will be pyridine. And if, they are, but I mean to say is that always purine would opposite to thymine. And G, which is guanine, which is always opposite to C, means G is purine, would always opposite to pyrimidine, namely and the two chains are coiled in a right angle fashion. These two chains are coiled in a right angle, right handed fashion, not right angle, I mean to say right handed fashion. The pitch of the helix is 3.4 nanometer, and there are roughly 10 base pairs in each turn. Base pair in each turn. Each turn have 3.4 nm. Each, each each helix each helix or each turn have 10 base pair and each base pair is having distance two base pair is having distance between them 3.4 nm okay two we could also say pitch or we could say distance between two base pair is equals to 3.4 nm so if there are 10 base pairs then the, the then they would have 34 nm means we could say one helix is equals to 34 nm okay the plane of one base pair stacks over the other in double helix double helix these in addition to hydrogen bonds come from stability of helix structure okay very soon frankie's creek proposed the center dogma in molecular biology which state that the genetic information from dna rna and protein in the earlier stage when there was no such kind of uh, benefits to say benefits because now biotechnology is raised at a very high position here we are all because of our new technologies and somehow biotechnologies too new medicines new generation all new generations new generation have bring many 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 changes 
in a health too because there were in the earlier days means uh, there were no such kind of uh, medicines obviously because and that's why there were many deaths too many people were died because there were no such medicines for the disease yes but now the advanced technology have made more many 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 medicines which can cure many diseases too which were not cured at that time in those early days okay when this biotechnology was not established or we could say it was not formed or we could say was not there okay dna rna and protein at that time that was believed that uh, we have first of all we have to search for which is the genetic material search for this thing that which is the genetic material we are not aware about which was the genetic material okay dna rna or protein which is the genetic material we were not aware about this thing at that time uh but this he we would see in uh we would see this thing now in this chapter but this frankis creek proper central dogma and the whole lesson means transcription translation would be about this central dogma would around this central dogma all these things would would roam around this central dogma okay this is just a title and you would see its whole uh, story or we could say a whole portion dna rna protein D- from dna rna would be formed and from rna protein would be formed this is the central dogma in molecular biology proposed by frankis creek okay about the genetic information flow how genetic information flow dna would form mrna and from mrna it would mrna would go to this ribosome and from ribosome this uh, trna would uh, take this uh, or you could say this what this protein is from from amino acid uh, would bind uh, this the trna would bind this uh, amino acid in a series in which the new protein would form okay that is whole link from dna rna and from rna it there will be formation of protein how this trna would bind this uh, or we could say would link this uh, amino acid in a such in such a series that new protein would form it this this thing is on a central dogma which was proposed by frankis creek human haploid cell would have 3.3 endodontous membrane cells in prokaryotes such as e coli though they do not have a defined nucleus the dna is not scattered throughout the cell it would it would accumulate at one place okay it would not uh, scatter like if there is no nucleus then it is it doesn't mean that it would be scattered it would accumulate at one place but dna being negatively charged is held in with some protein that have positive charges in a region termed as nucleotide nucleotide is a region of dna where positively charged protein binds with dna 
DNA binds with positively charged proteins. DNA is a negatively charged and protein is positive, positive charges. The DNA is nucleoid. DNA nucleoid is organized in large groups held by proteins. The DNA in nucleoid is organized in large groups held by proteins. In eukaryotes, the organization is much more complex. If you want to study eukaryotes, DNA it would take time, but in E. coli it would not take that much time, okay? Because it is complex. First of all, there will be nucleus present in it, R cells, and there is no nucleus present in this prokaryote. We have to just add the necessary things in from which we can separate this DNA. If you know the process of it, we have to digest all the extra part like uh, we yes, we uh we have to because it's for adding sorry. We have to just separate DNA. If you want to separate DNA, then we have to digest another part like protein, protein, fat. Uh, like if you want to digest fat, then there there will be need of lipase. If you want to digest uh, protein, then protease. These all enzymes have to be added in the test tube, and then these all things would be digested. We have to just not add DNAs. DNAs do what digest DNA. So we have to not add DNA because we want DNA. After that, we have to separate DNA and then we can study this. Okay, this is how the separation of DNA occurs. There is a set of positively charged basic proteins called histone. Basic, remember, basic proteins known as histone. These are positively charged. A protein acquired charge depends upon the abundance of amino residues with charged side chain. Histones are rich in basic amino acids residue lysine and arginine histone is made up of lysine repeating it it is made up of lysine and arginine histone is made up of lysine and arginine lysine and arginine histone is made up of lysine and arginine repeating it Basic amino acid histone is made up of lysine and arginine. Okay, both the amino acids residue carry positive charge in their side chain. Histones are organized to form a unit of eight molecules called as histone octamers. Histone are organized in such a way that it can form histone octamers. It is unit of eight molecules. So arrange uh, in your paper. Like this thing, okay. Eight octamer, how it would arrange? This would, or uh, this would arrange in such a way. This would organize in such a way. Histone would organize in such a way that it would form eight molecules called as histone octamer. The negatively charged DNA is wrapped around the positively charged histone octamer to form a structure called nucleosome. This whole structure, DNA binding with this uh, instant octamer is called nucleosome. Nucleosome, And you know this uh, histone octamer is covered by 200 base pairs. Histone octamer, 8 molecules of histone. Histone octamer is covered by DNA and DNA have base pairs. So this histone octamer is covered by 200 base pairs. Now let us see. 
and the whole thing is known as yes what nucleosome DNA is wrapped around this thing, western of summer. So what are these states signal that is the packaging of chromatin at higher level coalition states of protein that collectively refers to as histone chromosomal NHC protein. Okay. By nineteen twenty six the quest to determine the mechanism for genetic inheritance has reached the molecular level. Level. George Mendel, Walter Sutton, Thomas Hung Morgan, and numerous other scientists have narrowed the search to the chromosomes located in nucleus of the mouse cell. But the question of the of what molecule was actually the genetic material had not been answered, as we have discussed. That. Uh, Earlier, we were not known about which was the actual genetic material. Today, we know which is the genetic material DNA. But at the at that time, we were not um, we were not uh, aware about this thing. Uh, this we people were finding that which was uh, some people were thinking that it was protein. Some people were thinking that it was RNA. Some were thinking that it was DNA. And they were right, obviously. Here, we, here you see that, uh, yes, prior to the work of Ostwald Avery, Avery Colin McLeod, and McLean McCarty, the genetic material was thought to be protein. Yes, it was that. The protein was thought to be protein. Okay, thought to be genetic material. But now we all know that it is not. It is DNA. McLean McCarty, Ostwald Avery, Colin McLeod, Ostwald Avery, Colin McLeod, McLean McCarty. Prior to studies, before the discovery, before their work, all were believing that the protein was the organic material, but it was not. Okay. Twenty eight. Frederick Griffith, in a series of experiments with Streptococcus pneumonia, witnessed a miraculous transformation in the bacteria. So, in nineteen twenty eight, the scientist, namely Frederick Griffith worked with streptococcus pneumonia uh, which is responsible for pneumonia during the course of his experiments a living organism bacteria had changed in physical form so first of all this pneumonia causing bacteria streptococcus pneumonia must be grown and for that, we can't grow anywhere. We have to grow in petri dish or any culture plate by adding nutritional materials and etc. etc. for the growth. And they would grow. There, there will be uh, formation of two types of this bacteria. One which cause harm, which have 
surface smooth surface and the another which would not have they would they would have rough surface streptococcus pneumonia bacteria grow on a culture plate some produce smooth shiny colonies s while other produce rough colony r this is because the s strain bacteria have a mucus polysaccharide coat while r strain does not r strain have rough structure while the this thing s smooth shiny colonies uh, would have okay this would have shiny uh, polysaccharide no mucus on its coat okay mucus coat on its surface polysaccharide coat on its surface as shiny bacteria would have mucus coat on the surface which is polysaccharide while r which is mean by rough because they don't have any kind of mucus layer on themselves and uh, obviously any human would not do any experiment with humans they would always choose mice and hares rabbits and tricks tricks rats and many many animals but we would never choose human cause yes human lives matter animal lives i don't know so yes here there is also experiment with mice so mice infected with the s strain which is virulent which means they can cause harm die from pneumonia infected but mice infected with the r strain do not develop pneumonia so r strain are quite good they are so good and the evil one which is s always remember the beauty would never means not always we can't say never they can also be maybe always don't go with beauty don't go with smooth and smiles shiny surfaces okay have also teeth in rough too go with rough too okay so here is strength which is dangerous means shiny smooth surface one bacteria if we would insert this bacteria in a rat or it was a mice then it would dead it would be dead it would die but if we would add rough surface bacteria then they will alive so we pith was able to kill bacteria by hitting them okay so what he has done that he killed as bacteria which are dangerous which are evil just remember by as equals to evil and r equals to good so they killed evil bacteria as bacteria he prefit killed this one and what he has done the and he infected mice with with a good bacteria which is r and also he insert s bacteria which is harmful but dead so what he found that now think is it would harmful to them this bacteria would harmful for them 
Yes, I know. Does it do harm to them? Does it do harm for my harm to my? Things cannot be done. He has inserted dead, dead, in dead bacteria, which were harmful, and he has also inserted good bacteria. So does it would harm to that the person or sorry mice mice yes or no yes why and you would say but uh, this uh, bacteria are dead no this harmful bacteria are dead and uh, we that bac dead bacteria we have at them what they would do you know they would take that uh, good bacteria DNA or we could say this Bacteria would influenced by them and they would kill them, kill this mice. They would, they would infect this mice with pneumonia. He concluded that, that the herbs and bacteria had somehow been transformed by the heat killed as chain bacteria. Okay, somehow it is transformed. So the DNA material is transformed, we could say, because the main reason is of DNA. Now, these all things are going in the flow with DNA. So we can conclude that how we have inserted dead virulent bacteria and good bacteria which are alive. So somehow DNA transferring over to there. And here R would transform into bad. Today is transformed to bad one. Some transforming principle. Now you have understood what is meant by transforming principle. Transforming principle is transferred from the heat killed S strain and enable the R strain to synthesize a smooth polysaccharide cord and become virulent. This must be due to the transfer of genetic material. However, the biochemical nature of genetic material was not defined from this experiment. But the genetic material was not identified okay, from this experiment. 